0: You're now tuned in to the Desire to Trade podcast, a show where we bring you the best figures of the trading world and teach you how you can become a successful trader. This is your host, Etienne Kret. Etienne Kret here, for student founder of Desire to Trade. Welcome to episode 89 of the Desert Straight podcast. I'm just finishing the recording for this interview and I'm extremely amazed by by all the insights and the knowledge that has been shared in this interview. This interview is recorded with Mandy Porafjiani, a trader based in Melbourne in Australia. She's focused these days on training in the afternoon, which is the European session, as well as coaching people. And she's coaching on a lot of topics that are really, really deep which is amazing. It's crazy when you start to think about the fact that your success in trading depends a lot on the other things around. And the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So I want you guys to listen to this as much as possible. Try to take notes because there's so many things, so many insights, so many things you can implement. So I want to jump in the interview right away and I'll come back at the end with the takeaways. Welcome to the podcast. How's it going today?
1: Thank you so much for having me, Etienne. Um, yeah, I'm doing really well. We have a wonderful summer day here in Melbourne. So, yeah, yeah.
0: yes. I'm kind of jealous for that, uh, that weather in Melbourne. <laughs> but here's Trini. But I guess we'll go, we'll go through. It's going to be fun. The first exactly. question we asked to guess at the beginning of the podcast is, what is one quote that inspires you?
1: Okay. So one quote that I really love because it was something that gave hope to me when I had challenges in my trading is, every successful trader has a dark past. And every losing trader has a bright future. And so I really love this because it's so true. Every trader, every successful trader I talk to, they tell me about their trials and tribulations before they became successful. And that is good news for traders who are still struggling because there is hope. There is, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. And then there's another quote that I really like. Um, Tell me your goals and I know your dreams. Show me your standards and I know what you will achieve in life. So this is something that I use a lot in my coaching work because, you know, everybody has great goals, but their standards are really low. You know, we talk about not having enough discipline, not enough patience, and that's the level of standard that people usually have in their life. So yes, my two favorite quotes and many more.
0: Really good. I love love those for sure. Mm -hmm. So tell us what's going on these days in your life, what you're doing exactly.
1: Mm -hmm. So because I live in Australia and the Australian market is not really something that I'm interested in. I trade the German DAX. I myself am German, and I seem to have a real affinity with the DAX. So my trading day starts at the moment after daylight saving has shifted back to winter time. My trading day starts at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So I have all day available for research in my coaching business. Um, I am a qualified coach, pro coach, and so I love working with traders and help them through their mental challenges. So I do that during the day or early in the mornings as well, depending on where they are in the world. And so, yeah, that's what pretty much fits my life.
0: <laughs> and are you more into the day trading or more swing trading style? Or what does that look like?
1: My preferred way of trading is scalping day trading. And at the beginning, I you know, <laughs> had a lot of people commenting and saying, oh, you can't be successful with that. The thing is that it's perfect for my personality. right? And for so many, Traders, like you read on the internet, you know, no one can survive day trading. I tried to be someone I'm not. I tried to be a long-term trader. I try to be a swing trader and I, I didn't perform well until the day came when I was just being true to myself and just, you know, short-term trading is what I perform best at. And how do I know? Because I see it in my statistics. So the reason why I'm so good at that is I believe because of my whole life has been kind of short term. So when I grew up, I was a show jumper on horses. And when you look at show jumping, it's very short term. So you're in the arena and you see an obstacle, you focus on the obstacle, you know, you're every inch, every thought process, everything is this one obstacle. You take the obstacle and then you relax and then you look for the next obstacle. And I kind of trade the same style. So because I have been show jumping for most of my growing up years, I think, I'm not sure, but on horses, since I was five, six years old until I was 20, this is really what's ingrained in me. This is how I like to live my life as well. And this is why I think I perform best in my trading because it's a habit already. So if you look at traders who are more longer term traders, they are also active in sports that are maybe longer term or a team sport. I found it was really interesting that there's a lot of parallels in how traders trade and how they live their lives and oh, yeah. so when it's amazing right oh, so yeah. when i work with a trader nowadays i look first at how do you live your life and then we translate that into your trading it's also a personality style so i do a lot of personality profiling which we call e-disc so e-disc is the advanced version of disc um which is a behavioral profiling. And based on my behavioral style, which I'm a high I, high S, and I have a lot of D as well, if that means anything to anyone, you can always look it up on the internet, lots of information out there. I am very suited for making quick, fast decisions. I need the uh, mental stimulation. But if you have a trader who is a high C, high S, they would not be able, based on their natural behavioral preferences, to make quick, fast decisions. So they should actually look at more swing trading or longer term trading.
0: Yeah, It's a very interesting subject and it's, it's something that I've seen a lot. But th- the question I'm wondering is, and I think I'm like the opposite type totally, so I'm more like the swing trader type of person. So yeah. is there a way to figure it out with a test or do you just have to like do trial and error and figure out along the way how you perform best?
1: Mm-hmm. So this is what most traders start off with, the trial and error and wonder why they can't perform. And are very, you know, go through a lot of drawdown and pain for them and their family. And you know what? It's a simple test. So I'm a big fan of tests. Before I start working with a trader, they have to fill in like five or six different tests. And those tests tell me the behavioral preferences. So, you know, do you make decisions quick? Do you make decisions slow? How do you know you perform well? Is it because someone on the outside tells you or because you know within yourself, all these, you know, and like hundreds of more insights that I get into a trader's behavior and thinking that help me to ascertain really, really quickly what works for the trader and what doesn't. Tony Robbins has a free test. It's uh, if you Google Tony Robbins and D I S C, he has a free test. So that should give you a great first step into what your natural behavioral patterns are. I take this test and put it into the context of trading. So, yes. And uh, there's also of more. More tests like how neurotic you are. Are you prone to addictive behavior? What is your strength? You know, is your strength the execution or is your strength the planning? Is your strength because you have people skills? You know, if you know what your strengths and your weaknesses are, then you can work on increasing your weaknesses. So, for example, for me, I have people skills. I love being around people and I love doing. I'm an executor, right? I do things. Planning or what we call structure is my weakest (laughs) link so and i didn't know that at the beginning right but once i started doing all those tests and saw, like a mirror what my strengths and weaknesses are i then could go and say all right so structure is my almost not existent in my life what can i do to learn and increase that in my life and then i looked at people who are extremely good at structure like um tom dante i don't know if you had a chance to interview him his structure is just amazing and i learned a lot from him. Also, I saw you have Steve Ward, you interviewed him, Steve, one of my coaches, I adore this guy. And he also taught me a lot of structure. His book, High Performance Trading, is amazing. So that was the start for me in implementing structure.
2: That's
0: really interesting. So yeah, as I said, you have to work on your weaknesses, I guess. Like you have to work on both your strength and your weaknesses, right? To implement your strength and kind of increase your weaknesses. That's really interesting as well.
1: Exactly. So a Weakness is not in terms of what I'm bad at so that I have to improve. Weakness is in terms of there is certain patterns, there are certain elements of life that need to be satisfied and met in order to be successful. There's just no way around. It's like, if you want to keep your teeth, you have to brush them, you have to floss them. It's just the way it is. If you don't want to smell, you have to have a shower, (laughs) you know? So, And it's the same with trading. It's the same with everything in life. There are certain components that need to be met so that you can go and be successful. And one example that Steve Ward uses that I love, because I'm German, (laughs) Steffi Graf, the tennis player, Um, I don't know if you know about this example. She was extremely good at her forehand, but her backhand was her biggest weakness. And her coach had to make this decision, are we going to work on her weakness and improve her backhand or are we going to focus on her forehand? Now, everything we do in life, we have to look at in context. Now, the context for Steffi was that she has those amazing long legs and she is very athletic. And so the coach decided that Steffi can outrun every backhand and use her forehand. And this is what they did. That was then her weapon in the end that made her so successful. And so it's the same. It's not necessarily saying I need to improve my weakness. It's look at it in context. If you improve your weakness, what consequence does that have on your strength? Does it take away from your strength? Or is it something that you improve and it adds to your strength? So for me, really good at execution, as I said before, I'm a doer. But I would just do without any structure and would waste a lot of energy and a lot of valuable and useful resources with my, you know, drive for execution and then once I started implementing structure like following a trading system following a structure in my day doing my performance analysis then my strength my execution strength and doing was tailored into a direction and became so much more efficient and so much more powerful so it was helping my natural strength and not taking away from it
0: yeah yeah that's a big thing to work on yeah I'm curious to know, how did you start to trade exactly? Like, how did you hear about trading in the first
2: place?
1: (laughs) Oh, God, it was by chance, actually. So uh, it was the year 2000, and I had just moved from Hong Kong to Australia. And I was, yeah, and I was working in the German company Siemens at the time. And uh, it was my birthday. My colleague gave me the book Rich Dad Poor Dad from Robert Kiyosaki as a birthday present. it is great, right? And it was so popular at the time. And when I read this book, I realized that there was so much more to life than the corporate world. I had never heard about wealth creation or personal development. So I was very inspired, and I attended my first wealth creation seminar. It was called Wealth Accelerator Systems. It was a three-day seminar that told you all about business, property, and trading. Now, I thought I had hit the jackpot because the presenter offered that they're going to invest money into their scheme um, for us and help us to become rich. And like, wow, you know, it's all too hard. I just give them my money. So I went, gave them $10,000. Thank God it was only $10,000. But shortly after, the guys, they skipped the country. I think they went to America with all the money. And I was lucky because it was only 10000 I know one guy, he had remortgaged his farm and had $750,000 invested with them. So um, yeah lost everything. So that was my very first $10,000 lesson. I was very naive and trusting at the time. And I don't know if you know Einstein's quote, two things are infinite, uh, the universe and human stupidity. Right. And I'm not sure about the in- universe. So that was me. But I hope that you know I finally smartened up. <laughs> yeah. So good luck, bad luck, who knows whatever happened. I would have never discovered trading if that hadn't happened because the organizers, they were very apologetic. They said, we can't get you your money back but you are allowed to attend another seminar for free. There was only one seminar left, and that was an options trading seminar. And I thought, all right, go there. Then I at least want to have something for my money. And then, of course, like almost every trader, I went to this three-day seminar, and I thought, again, I had hit the jackpot. Now I can learn how to do it myself, and I will be successful by the end of the year, have my Ferrari in the garage. And, of course, it didn't work out like that. So this is how I got trading.
0: (laughs) and what happened also, after like did you so you went to this uh, workshop did you start mm-hmm. to trade right away after or how did that work
1: well i was good i was paper trading for 6 months and then i started trading you know that was a time when i actually still had to pick up the phone and call a broker oh. there was no line trading right. yeah <laughs> so yeah i tried options trading it was on australian equities and i failed badly and so the learning process after that was pretty much, I realized that I needed to learn more. And so what I did is I started learning every strategy that I could find. sized. So and started learning harmonics. Actually, I started learning big picture chart patterns, right? Like double tops, double bottoms. This is what we learned in the trading course and to apply that for options. And then I learned candlesticks, harmonics, gan. Elliot wave like anything I could find I studied uh, for like years because I always thought I don't know enough I don't have enough knowledge and of course I still didn't perform in my trading I still didn't know what was going on because I still couldn't make it work that's so, the thing
0: yeah. I think just to recap mm-hmm. it's the thing that a lot of face even today I think and even because I guess in that time information was harder to find today it's like so easy to find anything on that topic right yes so yeah yeah how exactly how did you get out of that kind of faith of overwhelm, because I guess you feel, you felt overwhelmed,
1: right? Um, I did. I I felt overwhelmed and so much more, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, just to trace back a little, like even after like four or five years of trading, I was still in a place where nothing was working for me. And looking back at it now, with all the experience I have, it's been you know, 16 years, You see, most of us have never been taught how to be functional adults and how to have a successful life and how to set yourself up for success. And if you look at the statistics, you know, 97% of traders never become successful. And this is actually not only in the trading industry. This is all across other industries. So many people want to lose weight and tone up and look good and be healthy. And yet, as soon as they walk past the bakery, they, you know, they become victim of their own urges and temptations. It's the same in sports. A friend of mine, she uh, works in elite sports. So many aspiring athletes and only a small percentage makes it happen. So what is that gap? You know, What's that gap between our goals that are so big and how we actually behave, what's going why we don't succeed? And um, I don't know about Canada, but school didn't prepare me how to be yeah. a great trader.
2: Oh, no, not at <laughs> all. It's, no, right. never. I know. And
1: how to run my finances. Right or how to have great relationships, how to be a responsible adult. You know, and all these skills, even though they seem to be unrelated to trading, they're actually necessary to become a profitable trader.
0: But do you think it's only school a problem or something, better, like something deeper that people have to learn, like discipline or something else? I don't know. What do you think is the problem?
1: I think the problem is that there's a lot of misinformation out there in the market. Mm-hmm. So if I look at my Twitter feed, they all talk about you have to be disciplined and you have to be patient. Nice. But discipline and patience is a result of something that comes before that. So, discipline and patience is about being a responsible adult, for example.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Being a responsible adult is, for example, about being at peace with yourself, not judgmental of yourself. So, again, you know, traders, they look for quick fixes, not just traders, everybody looks for quick fixes, diet pills. You know they don't think that they have what it takes to conquer what needs to be conquered within themselves. So they look for outside sources to become successful. Does it make sense? Yes.
0: Yeah, so it's like they're fixed to be disciplined or they're fixed to be patient. Like, how can I be patient when I trade? Right.
1: Exactly. But if you know
0: what you're looking for, and if you know, if you're able to be okay with just waiting for your setup, you don't have to be patient. You're just waiting,
2: right?
1: Yes. And the question now beckons is where does this not being okay to wait for your setup come from?
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah. So often I see that when traders have those urges and temptations, it's because they feel bad about themselves and yeah, they right. try to make them feel better.
0: That's just a big thing. And I remember totally that I think for me in the past, probably the number one reason why I was, I was not patient, I wanted to take setup, is because I didn't have the results in trading. So I wanted to take more trades to show I would be able to make it. So I think exact. that's like one of the reasons that people don't like fall into I think.
1: Yeah. And I don't know how deep the rabbit hole you want to go, but I studied a lot of family therapy because I can see that family dynamics has a really big impact on how we trade and that was actually inspired by Denise Shell. you know if you know Denise shell yeah, Um of her. Yeah. yeah. So I like how she looks at trading and what makes trading successful, so I studied that as well a lot. So, you know, look at it. We grow up with our self-esteem diminished. Like, I don't know any human being, any adult who has made it through their childhood, teenage years, you know, unscathed. So, you know, we learn that we are not capable, that we are not lovable, that we should be ashamed, that we should feel guilty. And that becomes our behavioral pattern. And this is not because all our parents are bad people. It's just because they haven't learned it any better. And it's just because it's nature. It's human.
2: I guess it's a process, yeah.
1: Exactly. So we get into adulthood and punishing ourselves for whatever we believe about ourselves, that we are not good enough. And, you know, it's a system where there's sorts of coulds and shoulds and, you know, there's so much time spent looking at what we did wrong. Look at school, right? What did you do wrong rather than what did you do right? And so this whole punishing thing about thinking we are not good enough, that shows in trading so we feel on one hand that we are not good enough and however that may play out and so we get into trading trying to prove that we are good enough right but to prove that we are good enough actually results in us sabotaging our trades that's Thinking the result exactly taking trades on impulse and taking trades or not getting out of our losing trades because what would that mean about ourselves that we are not good enough exactly mm-hmm. the thing that we are trying to prove that we are where that is coming from is because we try to stay safe from the judgment of our authority figures and our own judgment.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that, that's sense. the big takeaway right there. It's really, really amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. to go back to your story, is it like the question I'm asking now is what is the solution to this? And is it the way you've been able to become profitable in trading?
1: Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> the answer is yes, which is a good answer. Out of my experience and out of the, all the research that I've done, on looking at what makes traders successful, I then developed the three pillars to success methodology. This is what I did for myself. And then now this is what I teach my traders. So the three pillars is simply, and if you want to be successful, and given that you have a methodology that trading strategy that is working, that is proven to work, there's three areas you have to work on. It's your trading mindset, it's your behavioral finance, so your thinking strategies, and it's your performance metrics. And what I see is most traders they only work on their trading strategy, and I did the same until the day came when I realized now I knew what to do, but I didn't do what I know. And at the time I wasn't aware of that, but this is what Steve Ward taught me. It's like knowing what to do, but not doing what you know, and then what's the gap? Why is that so? So if you look at your trading mindset. This is all the stuff, our self image, our being judgmental of ourselves, our self talk, our beliefs, our, you know, what's important to us, our standards. You know how I said at the beginning, my favorite quote is, show me your standards and I know what you will achieve. Tell me your goals and I know what your dreams are. So I don't only have higher standards in my trading, I also practice high standards everywhere in my life, keeping my word, looking at, you know, unconscious limiting beliefs that I grew up with. So in, looking again at family history, the youngest one in my family. And so I became the black sheep, the one who never succeeds in anything. (laughs) And my brother is like super, super successful. Now, I wasn't aware of that. I had to find out that this was my behavioral pattern. And only then when I realized I was able to move beyond that. So this is all about trading mindset. I'm not talking about um, not having any emotions. I'm talking about using your emotions and making them your biggest ally. So when I start feeling an urge creeping up, I have so much self-awareness now that I know something is out of balance. I either feel annoyed about something or I haven't had enough sleep or I'm hungry, whatever it is. So I use this feeling of an urge of jumping into a trade to have enough self-awareness to say, I need to step away, I need to get myself back into balance, instead of trying to push it aside and not feel anything. So this is all about trading mindset. Then what, mm -hmm.
2: like how do you
0: get back to your balance when you feel kind of out of balance? Is there like one quick way, or is it something that fits for you? Might maybe not for everyone. How does that work? Yeah.
1: So yeah, exactly. So everyone is different. Again, some people they want to have their own privacy. They want to have just peace and quiet. So for me, because I work from home, it's quite isolated. I know that if I feel out of balance, I have to go out. I go to cafe, have a coffee, I call a friend, go for a walk. I need to get out and get just a different perspective on my trading. I maybe need to meditate. I decide in the moment what it is what I need. Maybe I just need to go out and have a really good meal or I need to have something really healthy. So I I know myself so well now that can ascertain what I need in that moment. Maybe I haven't. hmm?
0: Yeah. I think there's like one word with that, and it's like getting away, right? As long as you get away and do something different, it's going to be more helpful than staying there and trading.
1: That is for me in that moment, because I work isolated. Now, when I was in a prop room, there was a lot of traders around me, a lot of people around me, a lot of energies around me. I needed to go and find solitude. I needed to be on my own just to clean my energies. Mm -hmm. So that's, again, everything is context-related. And everyone is different. So if you have a person who's a people's person, they most probably have to go out there and meet other people to get the different viewpoint to get back into balance. Whereas if you have someone who is quite a private person, they might need to have solitude and go to the movies on their own or just sit by the beach or in the forest or you know, wherever you are. And so again, every person has to find that out for themselves. But the concept is do something that's different and know What is important to you? It's about self awareness. Mm -hmm. Did it answer your question?
0: Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, I I think it's really interesting too. And I think it's something that people don't think about first, right? And you've said it, they look at strategies first. Like everyone does that. But if you can just have a strategy first and then try to master the mindset, it's more helpful, I think, over time.
1: Yeah, because if you have a great strategy but no clarity and emotional turmoil, you will never be able to execute the strategy successfully. You need both. And no matter how much clarity you have and how calm you are inside, if you don't have a strategy that works, hey, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you, do? you know, you can be the best race car driver if you don't have a race car,
2: Exactly. Do you won't so go anywhere.
0: It's like a four part, right? So you have to work on the mindset, the attitudes, plus the strategies. That's pretty interesting as well.
1: Exactly. Now, the second part is I found over the years that a lot of traders that came to me and said, oh, you know, I'm not patient. I'm not. Discipline. there's something wrong with me and then I realized they just don't know how to think they ha- didn't have any mindset challenges they were quite you know well-formed adults successful in their lives but they didn't know how to think and that comes from thinking fast and slow Daniel Kahneman I'm sure right. you have heard of oh, that yeah. Yeah? So, yeah one of my favorite and again Steve Ward introduced me to his work so I'm eternally grateful to Steve So I love thinking fast and slow. It's my Bible. I took a lot of the examples and translated it into trading. So to give you one of my favorite examples, you have a... So Kahneman did this experiment where they looked at people who bought a $25 product. And they said, if you go down to the other shop 10 minutes down the road, you can save $5.00. And would you do that? And about, I don't know, 70% of people would say, yes, I go down to the other shop to save $5. Now, how would people behave with a $125 product? Well, only 20 or 25% of people were willing to save $5 on the $125 product. Now, this is a mistaken thinking patterns when it comes to making sound financial decisions because... They have to take the $5 savings in context of their income, not in context of the item they buy, not in context of the money they spent. And what do traders do? They have a trade, they have a $100 loss, and they're like, I don't want to have a $100 loss. And they resist it so badly until the $100 loss turns into a $1,000 loss, and so on. Now, what they need to learn is to think differently, because what I found is my, like I work with A lot of successful traders, institutional traders, you know, it's like, uh, I'm so blessed being able to work with those guys. And how do they think? They think about their capital. Okay. So they say $100 in context of my capital is what? 1%, 0.1%. It's nothing. It's okay. I take that loss because I can see the trade is not working out. And so this is the main difference I find between successful traders and uh, non-successful traders. They look at their trade only, where successful traders look at their capital, protecting their capital. And we have heard it all the time. We read it. It's a quote from Paul Tudor Jones. But then implementing that thinking is where traders struggle. They have all the knowledge in the world, but they don't know how to implement it in that very moment.
2: So I
0: guess the idea is always to put the maximum percentage of loss on your trade. So you don't lose more than that percentage of, of money of your account.
1: Well, that is the idea. And yet every trader knows that and not every trader follows that.
0: Okay. So why is that? Because it's so simple, I think, to implement for me, but maybe not for everyone. I don't know.
1: (laughs) It's so interesting you say that. Yes, because taking a loss Mm -hmm. depends on what meaning the trader gives it and what thinking strategies they have behind it. So again, Mm -hmm. if you are a trader who looks at protecting your capital, it might be much easier for you to take that loss because you're like i protect my capital I, you know i don't care about mm-hmm. the loss as long as i have money left whereas the traders who protect their loss who don't want to take that loss they think i guess mm-hmm.
0: like either they don't want to they don't want to take the loss or they want to make money right if you focus on making money then like taking a loss is like a problem so you don't want to take the loss
1: yeah it actually goes much deeper mm-hmm. so what i found is it's often traders who have really big goals like making $500,000 to buy this house for their mom or for their family, they find it impossible to take the $100 loss because deep down in their subconscious, it means that they get further away from their goal and their dream. Right. Yeah. So this is how deep actually goes our unconscious thinking patterns, emotional patterns. And so if you don't have this challenge, wow congratulations and you, you know you're so far ahead of most traders that's amazing yeah. most traders they really they find it hard to take a loss because of what it means to them and yet you know they're able to spend a hundred dollar on some stupid thing like I know lots of people who buy a hundred dollar clothing item and never yeah. wear it yeah. and they don't worry about it but they can't lose ten dollars in their trading it's because not of what they their make
0: goals. It. it's like on your side it's not with their goals
1: yes you and then on-
0: to this is having process goals or does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it helps. But again, if you're not at peace within yourself, and if you are doubting yourself, if you have um, low self-esteem, then no matter how much you focus on process goals, you you will still not follow what you know you have to follow. And then this is where the vicious circle starts. So if we can look at human behavior, We all have a subconscious core question that we keep asking ourselves. So most traders think about what's wrong with me. If only could find this one thing that's wrong with me, then I know I'll be successful. Other traders, they're like, why am I so afraid? Why do I keep self-sabotaging? I don't have enough confidence because I have never seen a successful trader. And so they have to circular proof that they can only be successful once they have experienced success, once they had successful trades, Mm -hmm. then they know. That they can be confident. So, you know, it's like this vicious circle, but first the confidence and the self-belief has to be there so that you can have successful trades. Now, what that changes is very simple, your self-talk. What I've found with most traders who are stuck in a rut and keep sabotaging their trades, they look for what's wrong with them. I can't believe, why can't I be disciplined? Why can't I be patient? Why do I keep having those urges and temptations and jump into trades, even though I know I shouldn't do that, even though I know I'm not fit for trading because something happened in my life or I'm tired or I'm stressed from work, I come home, the first thing I do is I jump into a trade and I end up in a loss. Why do I keep doing that? And this is a really bad quality question to ask yourself. So the very first step is change the quality of your question. And how you do that is you say, What's wrong with me? Because that's what naturally what you ask yourself. And then you continue that question. I will find out what it takes to be successful. And this is how you start shifting your focus from all the things that are wrong with you because that's then all you filter through into what does it take to be successful. Mm -hmm. So that's the very first step for any struggling trader out there. Listen to yourself talk. And so usually they stop at what's wrong with me. Why can't I? It's okay for others. What's my family going to think? I told my friends that I'm going to be this hotshot trader and now I'm such a loser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So shift that into and I will find out what it takes. Look at what other successful traders do. What is the one thing that I can implement that will improve my trading by 1%? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah I'm not sure if you're a fan of journaling too, but I, like I'm a big fan of journaling and like writing things down a lot. And one of the questions I started to ask myself a long time ago, maybe like two years ago, was like, how can I improve? So like I perform like this today, like how can I improve now? Mm -hmm. It's kind of reflecting back on your week and on your day and then finding like this one thing you can implement next time.
1: Exactly. And I love that because no one, that's another downfall for most unsuccessful traders. They just stay stuck in the past and the present. They say, this is what I did wrong. Oh, I'm such an idiot. And, you know, this like this emotional pain, when they talk to me, they're like, oh, you know, I can't believe I did that. Like they're expressing this emotional pain. And as they're stuck in the past, what you just did, you put a new behavior into the future. Mm -hmm. So you said, what can I improve for next time? And this is really, that's like a switch. That's one of the keys to success, Mm -hmm. to shift your thinking from the past into the future. What can I do next time? How can I improve? Fantastic.
2: Do
1: you yeah. Hear that? Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So, just to add to that, so there is actually four patterns of self sabotage, uh-huh. and that's not just for trading; that's like generally in life.
0: Yeah, those are things so, that apply for probably everything in life, right?
1: Exactly. And you know what we say in your Linguistic Programming: how you do one thing, you do everything. Oh, yeah. So often, when I work with a trader, I don't work on their trading because it's so intangible for them. But when we look at their relationships, it's tangible. They can see what they're doing. So you had a fight with your partner. How do you react? Well, I go into my room and lock the door and it's like, I don't want to talk to this person anymore. Okay, let's have a look at your losing trait. How do you react? I become paralyzed. I try to avoid making the decision that is unfamiliar and uncomfortable for me, which means taking my loss. So it's the same behavior patterns. How do you behave fighting with your partner? I get really aggressive and I want to make sure that they get what I try to say and I fight for my viewpoint. These are the traders who fight to get their trade back into profit, who start hedging and putting trades on top of each other. So they're the fighters. And both those strategies are usually in the hands of the unskilled person, not successful. They still end up in a big loss. And so then... It becomes really apparent to them how they behave in their normal life and how they behave in trading. And that then helps them to, be have, to develop a lot of self-awareness. And self-awareness is the second step of how to improve your trading. So number one, it's having the awareness to yourself talk and shifting that into something positive. Uh, not positive, I don't like the word positive. Something useful, resourceful, like you said. How can I improve for next time? What do I need to do differently? Mm-hmm. And the second step is the self-awareness of your behavioral strategies, because for everything that we do in life, we have a strategy. How is my strategy of dealing with conflict in my relationships? It will be exactly the same how you deal with conflict or losing trade in your trading. Now, there's four patterns of self-sabotage. And the number one is the fear of failure. And that is usually related to shame about a decision that someone made about themselves as a child of not being good enough. And we all have that. No one, you know, has been safe from that. And it's okay. It's not a big problem. It's just about being aware of it and then working with it. Then there's the fear of success, feeling guilty about being better than other people and fear that they lose belonging. So it's not about the fear of success in terms of I'm afraid to be successful. It's more about feeling guilty about being successful.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because that was really a big factor for me because, you know, I adore my brother. I love him. He was a successful one in the family. So, me becoming successful would have threatened his status in my own mind, you know, it had nothing to do with.
2: And I spoke to my
1: brother. Yeah, Yeah, exactly right. So, I spoke to my brother about it. He's like, don't be silly. I want you to be successful. And I needed this closure, right? I needed his encouragement. (laughs) I needed him to believe in me. Then the third one is the guilt about existence. So, feeling like a burden to others. And this is when we are unable to receive. That's often for children who come from broken families. They feel that it's their fault that something happened or family member died very early. So they're unable to receive and they will find it hard to become successful in trading until they bring it to the surface and work with it and find peace in it. Because you can't change what happened, but you can find peace in it. And then the last one is, again, the guilt of success, the fear of making others look bad, feel bad. So they constantly underperform. Mm -hmm. so... This is why we do those sabotaging behaviors, and this is why focusing on your process goals on its own is not enough.
0: Mm-hmm, you have we to need allow to allow be yourself to go to goals,
1: right? Exactly. Exactly. Fantastic. So this is where the thinking patterns come in. When you say, "I focus on what? How can I improve next time?" That's a thinking pattern. That's behavioral finance. Understanding, you know, understanding framing, understanding anchoring, understanding. Confirmation bias, understanding, you know, all the biases that work against us naturally. And that beautifully fits into our mindset. Yeah. And how do we find out where our weaknesses and strengths are? Where do we think incorrectly? How do we feel incorrectly? But we look at our performance statistics. Right. Our performance statistics tell us was my timing right in this trade? Did I get into early? Did I get into late? If I get into early, is it because of my system told me to get into early or because I had the fear of missing out and I jumped into the trade? And this is where your journaling comes in. Mm -hmm. If I journal, I like I had this urge and I gave into this urge, which leads to more frustration, and then we feel even worse and we want to not feel frustration. And what do we do? We try to relieve the frustration by taking another trade Mm -hmm. and averaging up or down. Yeah. And in that moment, when you into the next trade, we feel the sense of relief, ah, until the trade goes into a loss, and then the frustration comes up again. We're trying to relieve that again. Yeah. All these things I can see in someone's performance statistics. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, but I think this is where you have to not only look at your stats, but also to write, right? Because, and I'm a big yes. fan of Dr. Andrew Menaker, who says like you have to write absolutely because yes. it's the best way to know what you do, and you kind of yes. notice it yourself when you do something wrong. So I think that's the easiest way
1: exactly the danger in that is that i saw a lot of journals where people just put themselves down and are judgmental of themselves uh-huh. sure. like again i got into this trade i jumped into the trade knowing even though i promised myself not to trade today mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i couldn't myself mm-hmm. so this is the kind of journal that they are keeping all yeah, just right. self-bashing it's so easier to do
2: that yeah
0: but i think yeah. it's possible to have a balance of like what i did well today what i did not good and how i can
2: improve
1: so, exactly. Again, it's kind of a habit
2: to take, I think.
1: But, yeah. yeah. And that's what I wanted to emphasize, that journaling, there is a skill in it. And uh-huh. to study what you know, what Andrew teaches, he's amazing as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you know how to do journaling. Mm-hmm. So everything is a skill. And this is what I said before, where if you're a person who is a doer, you just start journaling. But if you're a person who, you don't find out how to journal in the most effective way. So I had to learn this behavioral pattern of, actually studying first how do other successful people journal other successful traders journal and then go gung-ho with my journaling
2: yeah, yeah. whereas
1: in the past i would not do that i would just journal and would journal in the most ineffective way just yeah. putting myself down
0: i think the thing that, that happened to me is if you don't know how to do it you kind of forget about it or you just don't do it
2: and that's, <laughs> it's worse of not doing it right so
1: yeah. Yes, so you and I, we have very different behavioural patterns, so if you would do your disk analysis, I'm sure you were really high in the sea, which is fantastic.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll do it, I'll check it out for fun, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, Good. it, uh, send it to me, I'd love to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So let me ask you, how do you journal exactly, like what are sort the of things you write or don't write?
1: Wow, I actually have a whole list of questions that I ask myself, so
0: on a daily coming basis from,
1: uh, yes, okay. yeah, because I'm a day trader. So right. Coming from someone who has no structure at all, I have become a structure monster.
2: Yeah, Everything yeah, structured in my life. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: The reason why I didn't have structure was because I grew up as a pretty free spirit. And in my model of the world, I felt that everything that is ruled, that is structured, takes away my freedom. And only once I realized the more structure I have, the more efficient I am, the more freedom I have to do the things that I love doing, I started to embrace structure and love it. So, you know, in the past, my inbox would be all over the place and I would look for documents in my files. And that would waste a lot of time because I resented structure. Now my inbox is exactly the way structured, like my file system. And whenever I need something, I know exactly where it is. I don't waste time anymore. Mm -hmm. And I have so much more time to do things that I love. Mm -hmm. So, And I do the same. So I look at my performance statistics Mm -hmm. And I look at obviously how I have felt today. Was there anything that made me feel out of balance? Was Mm -hmm. something that upset me? How did I sleep? So we just had our time change one hour back and I sleep extremely bad. I'm tired early. Mm -hmm. I get up early and I'm tired. So I know that at the moment I just have to be careful because I'm not feeling on top of my game. I'm really fully aware of that. I look at my Trading, you know, just the simple stuff. I have a checklist for my trading strategy. Good. If I filled in my checklist and I have, you know, I have it laminated and I just use a whiteboard marker so I can just wipe it off yeah. every day. And have I used it? Because it's no use of having it there if I haven't used it. No, exactly. Yeah. How many trades did I take today? Did I overtrade? Did I trade according to what the market gave me? So last night, for example, the DEX was really active. So I could trade very actively as well. Yeah. So I would take more trades than I would usually take. Or was the market flat and I still tried to force my trades onto it? Uh, what else? I was looking for my list, but I can't find it at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Talking me really about structure. It's somewhere <laughs> here. I prepared Somebody's it. But, quiet,
2: so yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So what did I do well? What can I improve on? So I don't say, what did I do badly? I say, what can I improve on? I don't use the words um, loss. I use on-site and off-site. I learned those words from Steve again. So was there something that distracted me? Because I'm very active on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I have to be careful that I don't get distracted by people asking me questions. And because I'm naturally a people's person, I love oh, yeah, answering yeah. questions immediately. So I have to restrict myself from doing that. When I'm in a trade, don't look at Twitter. So I'm um, sorry, I can't give you a more structured answer. This is yeah,
2: <laughs> <be> fun. so, <laughs>
1: funny, right?
0: Yeah. If it works for you, what we'll do is we'll try to get more questions. I'll try to add a few myself and we'll put them in the yes, show notes so, we'll so people can read them and okay. see what, what we cool. come with for sure. Yep.
2: So
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: that's, that's pretty cool.
1: I'm I happy know, to email you my list if, if that's helpful. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I want to respect your time. I know we could talk about this like for hours because it's super interesting. <laughs> but is there one last thing you want to teach people or let them know or anything that they need to
2: hear?
1: Yeah, what, what I think is the most important is to know that everyone can learn how to be a successful trader. I see most traders working really hard on becoming successful. They spend hours in front of the computer, they read books, they study webinars, and they don't do what is crucial to become successful. So to become successful is, is a few crucial steps, and they don't do that. And one of the most crucial parts is performance analysis. And I can tell you most traders who are not successful, they don't have any performance statistics. They don't don't know. Yeah. And they they resist it. They don't want to work on it. They don't want to work on their money management and risk management. They just go gung-ho in their trades. They look at their entry. And I know they can read it everywhere. You read it all over Twitter. You have to do your statistics. You do have to follow a plan. But the reality is, People, traders don't do that. Do what works. Don't just go crazy in executing trades and looking for someone on Twitter who is successful whom you can follow, learn it yourself. So and look at process rather than outcome. Don't look at the big goal of making a hundred thousand dollars or becoming a million dollar trader. If you are not successful today, look at if you make a hundred dollar loss a day, look at how can it be ninety dollars today, ninety dollar loss. Reduce the loss until you have break even, and then start looking at profits. Yeah, yeah. So it's the process. How can I be better one percent at the time? Which is from this Canadian guy. What's your? He's also on your podcast. What's his name again?
0: Uh, there's been a lot. I don't know. Chris Gerfut.
1: The, the guy who was a sled, bobsled. Yeah, Olympian. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Laurie.
1: Chris Laurie, exactly. Yeah. From him, I got the one percent, becoming one percent better than yesterday.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Right. he, he right. talks about that. It's it's from yeah performance sports. That,
2: that, yes. Awesome. <laughs> so how can
0: people find you if they want to reach out or connect with you?
1: Yes, I have a website. It's um dot com dot I'm also on LinkedIn, on Twitter, and the links are on my website as well. So yeah.
0: <laughs> Ooh, awesome. And man, what kind of goal do you have for the future?
1: Um, I think I'm on the track like. I love my life the way it is, doing the coaching and training and also developing myself during the day and then focusing on trading at night. I'm thinking about maybe spending half the time in Europe, half the time in Australia, maybe changing that for the future. So I can also, because I'm bilingual, maybe teach more in Germany as well. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, I see how much insane money brokers make and I see how much money traders lose, you know, like. One guy I work with, you know, he lost $80,000 over the years and uh, like there's so much money being lost in the industry. And you know, my mission is to stop that, to help traders to at least stop losing all that money because it has an impact on their families, on their kids, on world peace, you know, if you want to mm-hmm. take it that high and really help traders to yeah, get out of this vicious circle and build a better life for them as well.
0: Cool. So, um, What's your main motivation yeah. to do all this?
1: My main motivation is because I went through so much pain myself, you know, Mm -hmm. through losing so much money and doubting myself and being doubted by others. And when I finally broke through, man, you know, the freedom that we can experience. And also, I see all the knowledge and experience that I've accumulated over the years. I'm like a farmer. If I have a beautiful harvest and I keep it in the silos and it rots, it's worth nothing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have harvested all this knowledge and I need to bring it out to the world for others to feed on and to grow and to have an amazing life as well. So, um that's kind of what I think. I don't know. I love it. I love it so much. It's. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I'm thinking special. the same way. Yes. So yeah, totally fine. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: And Mandy, we have a question we ask the guests at the end of every podcast. So, if you could give only yeah. one piece of advice in one sentence for traders, what would that one sentence of advice be?
1: Oh, find out the crucial elements that lead to success be efficient that's not one sentence is it (laughs) (laughs) be efficient with your time and show kindness to others because the moment you show kindness to others you show kindness to yourself and that's for me a key element to success as well
0: love that awesome awesome Mm -hmm. so many thanks for showing you on the podcast been a pleasure to be here
1: thank you very much for having me
0: all right so a lot has been covered in this interview And I hope you guys took notes, really. One of the things that you guys need to understand are the four parts to any success in trading. First, the trading strategy. Then the three pillars of success. So the mindset, behavioral finance, and the performance stats. Really important thing to understand. If you guys can just focus on mastering one and then building on it as much as possible, going to the next one after, and not getting on yourself, right? We've talked about this in the podcast not getting mad at yourself because you're not at the stage where you want to be. And try to put away your goals a little bit so you can focus on the process. I really hope you guys enjoyed this interview. And if you want to connect with me after the show, check out the Facebook group over at dishearttotrade.com for slash group. It's a great way to connect with me, ask any question, and feel free to check out the show as well. On that note, I'll see you guys next week for the next episode of the Disheart Trade podcast. Ciao.